This is an AMI podcast. Hi, I'm Fern Lullum, and welcome to Into You, the podcast where we put love under the microscope, shedding light on the do's, don'ts, and nightmare scenarios we find ourselves in while flirting with romance. I was married, and he had an affair, and like that shook up my life. We all come at dating from a slightly different angle, but we are often faced with very similar situations to shape up to. When something like this comes out, you really do look back on all of those things and go, oh God, you see it in a completely different way. Do you really want to be that person who betrays their closest relationship in the world? Dating can uncover things about ourselves we never knew before. So without further ado, let's get into you. Okay, so if you are ready to go, then we'll start. Let's do it. Hello, hello. Well, where, oh, where do the months go? Can you believe it's already the start of a brand new one? And what should be waiting for you to help you kick off the month in style? But a podcast where relationship dynamics take psychology out on a date and we all really get to the bottom of what's going on in our love lives. Of course, it's into you. Now, last time we met influencer Robbie Jan, whose marriage ended after her husband cheated on her. Robbie shared what it was like to find out her partner had been unfaithful. For the first time ever, I looked at his phone and I saw, like, not only Tinder, but, like, multiple dating apps. And spoke about the physical impacts this had had on her body. My hair, it broke. It was beautiful and long and it kind of broke into, like, a little mullet. My skin broke out. You know, I lost a lot of weight. I just felt, like, anxious all the time. If by some catastrophe you haven't yet heard that episode, it's probably best to pause this one here and check that one out first. We'll be waiting for you when you get back, I promise. Today, we look at what it's like to rebuild after infidelity and how it feels to tentatively set foot back into the dating game following a betrayal. Later, Robbie gives us insight into some of her past mistakes. If I had wanted to look for these things, like, I think they were there. But I didn't listen to my gut and I brushed everything off. And shares a helpful tool to help us through difficult times. I get out my notes and they're all locked like it's just for me. And I write to my future self. But first... I was interested in how having your trust broken might not only have an impact on you, but could also produce a knock-on effect on future relationships. I guess the obvious thing to assume in these situations is that you go into your next relationship with uh, sort of walls up or, or a lack of trust. I mean, did it have any impact on your relationship subsequent to the one where you were cheated on? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a hard lesson for me to learn that, like I said about the baggage, like we all have that, but you can't project that onto your future partner because otherwise that's going to impact that in a negative way. That's been something I've had to be very mindful of. And that, you know, at the start of our relationship, stuff would happen and I would find myself being really suspicious. Like he would be on his phone facing away from me. And I'm like, you know, Robbie, this is not that circumstance. This is a different circumstance. He's never done anything, but you know, treat me like a queen and be respectful. So I don't have a reason to doubt him. And until I have a reason to doubt him, I have to not, you know, that goes against all your instincts, right? Like your instincts are fighting for survival. You're trying to not let history repeat itself. You know, you can see things even if they're harmless and read into them. 
So I think for me, I've just had to, you know, be very intentional about understanding like this is a man with integrity and I'm not going to project this onto him because he's done nothing. Is that what you'd suggest is just kind of talking yourself down as it were? The older I've gotten, the more I've really like pushed for open communication I think that was something that my first relationship lacked a lot. And I think you're not talking about these things and these fears that you're experiencing. I think it can be really detrimental. So I think coming into this relationship, you know, we we all have our baggages. As you're getting to know someone, you know, for me, part of my journey was like, I was married and he had an affair and like that shook up my life. (laughs) I had to explain to him that, you know, like this is really what I've gone through and it's not easy to talk about because you're talking about like your biggest trauma right like you're opening up to somebody new but I think like as time went on I was like hey this is someone I really want to date I really had to explain to him like this is like part of me he was really great and understanding about it but I think if you're finding yourself in a circumstance where you're feeling suspicious I think I would just sit there and just say is this actually suspicious or am I projecting from the old relationship? You know, asking yourself that question. And if you think it is genuinely suspicious, then I think it warrants a conversation with the person. And talking of suspicions, are there any other red flags that you think others could kind of look out for if they think that something might be going on? So for me, a big one was being defensive for no reason. You know, he would be on his phone or he would do something and I would ask about it and he would really like get defensive and aggressive for no reason like it would come out of nowhere and I feel like that's a big one that's a really big one for me obviously like I think something that we can all relate to is like changes in sexual activity because you kind of know what you're like with your partner and if things start to change that can be a really big one and then obviously like just acting suspicious and hiding their phone and secretive I think that's kind of where it starts And it's interesting, isn't it, how when something like this comes out, you really do look back on all of those things and go, oh, God, you see it in a completely different way. Absolutely. Yeah. So looking back now on this experience that you had, what did you learn from that? What kind of lessons did you gain, I suppose, from that horrible thing? So, I mean, wow, I've I've actually learned a lot. I feel like I've lived a whole nother life. I think it definitely aged me a lot, like maturity wise. Mm -hmm. But I've learned, one, like how important friends and family are. I think when we're in a long-term relationship, especially, we can tend to isolate ourselves with our partner because it can be really easy to do that. And I think like having a community around you is so important. That's one. Secondly, I learned I'm going to always protect myself financially. And this was a mistake I made in my marriage was that I had all of our accounts joined he had additional bank accounts that was spending out of my account, out of my money. And then he came for all of that money in the divorce, right? I put myself in a position where I wasn't protected financially. I think I also learned that I'm going to listen to my gut instinct more. You know, I said I was blindsided and I was, but I think like if I had wanted to look for these things, like I think they were there, but I didn't listen to my gut and I brushed everything off. And I think... The hardest lesson I've learned, and this is something that I sometimes still deal with, is that I had to learn that you have to be okay with not understanding the why. And I think that's really hard because you have to understand that you get closure. You're giving yourself closure without understanding the why. 
as humans, you know, we are literally trained to solve problems and to solve chaos, right? So to walk away from a relationship or marriage, whatever it is, and understand like I deserve better. I don't understand why it happened. You're taking your power back. You're letting go of that anger, that hurt, that confusion, even though you don't understand the why. And I think that when you do that, you take the power back. Really big lesson there. I'm sensing that maybe there were some sleepless nights, wondering, tossing and turning, wondering what went on or why. I mean, of course, I think, you know, your marriage or your your relationship is like such a big part of your life, right? And your identity. So when that falls apart, you start to doubt everything and you get in your head, you're like, what could I have done better? Why would they do this to me? And your mind just goes to places and it wanders and it goes a million miles an hour. And exactly like I said, it steals your peace. So, you know, it's been years. He's been, you know, (laughs) been married for three years. And I'm like, I still don't understand the why. And I'm never going to when I have to accept that and actually genuinely come to peace with that and forgive him and forgive her. And that's a big one. I think that a lot of us have trouble with. 100%. Very, very relatable. What I will say is you aged yourself in terms of your maturity, I think, that's definitely been a good thing because it seems like you're a very wise soul. You seem to have learned some very good lessons from this. Oh, Matt, you know what? I think it makes me a lot more empathetic. Like I think now if someone's telling me they're going through a breakup or they're having a hard time mentally, you know, it doesn't even have to be a breakup. It can just be a point where you're like feeling low and exhausted and drained. Like how do you get to that point where you pick yourself up and you brush yourself off and you're like, all right, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to start again. I'm going to rebuild a new career or, you know, friendships, relationships myself. Like that's hard. So for anyone going through that, I completely understand you and I'm giving you a hug and I know you got this. I mean, so true because it seems so simple from the outside, doesn't it? And even just sort of finding peace and and, and it all sounds so simple, but it's, it's really not, is it? It's really not. No. And, you know, we have to live with ourselves 24 seven. So I think like when you take control back in your mind and the thoughts that you're having, that's powerful. You know, you're doing stuff you don't want to do. You're putting yourself back out there. You know, that's really brave. I could feel the relief and liberation in Robbie's words. This idea of reclaiming your life and who you are, taking back the power over how you think and what you do, felt like an equally calming and exhilarating one. It made me start to wonder how you know when you have gained that sense of control and confidence back. So, as is the protocol of most scientific studies in 2023, I put out a post on social media, and here are a selection of my favourite answers. The sentence reads... I felt I had gained back a sense of empowerment in my life following a relationship when... Finish the sentence. Scott. I began to enjoy my own company and rediscover what I like again. Yeah, nice opportunity to find yourself, Scott. What a good way of looking at it. Danielle. I started dating again and realised I could be treated better by someone else. Absolutely. Take away that tunnel vision, Danielle. Feels good, huh? Monica, I stopped automatically bending down to pick up dirty laundry from the bedroom floor. Old habits die hard, don't they, Monica? And Stephanie, I felt I had gained back a sense of empowerment in my life following a relationship when I realised I may have lost a relationship, but I gained the potential for a happier life. I mean, let's face it, Stephanie, that's a pretty good payoff. 
Robbie had really reframed her situation. Instead of simply focusing on the pain, she'd been able to start to see possibility and opportunity. It felt like watching your home be destroyed. The safe, warm, comforting place you had known would no longer be there anymore. But after a while, you could choose to rebuild a new home and make it exactly what you wanted. You could take pieces from the rubble of your life and recycle them to create something even stronger and more beautiful. It might take hard, intensive labour to do so, and at times you might just feel like giving up, but patience and persistence could pay off in a very powerful way. Plus, Robbie had a nifty tool up her sleeve for keeping you motivated during those darker moments. You also mentioned such a lovely idea, writing notes to your future self. I love Mm -hmm. this concept. Can you give us any examples of what some of those notes might have said? And what did that mean to you at that time doing that? Well, I actually, I still do that. So (laughs) basically what this means is I open my notes on my phone and at a significant period of my life or like whenever it is that I'm feeling a certain way, I get out my notes and they're all locked. Like it's just for me. And I write to my future self. And basically what that means is that when I'm feeling like really low, I'll sit there and I'll write exactly what I'm feeling. And I'm like, dear future you, this is where I am right now. And it's crazy because, you know, now like looking back, I read these notes and I almost feel like sad for me, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like I'm reading the writing of like my best friend and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like you have come so far because like I can empathize with it, but I don't feel that way anymore. And I think, like I said, healing is not linear. It doesn't happen all at once. You ever new flow. So I think like having that to look back on you actually, it really grows you because you realize like, wow, I actually have made a lot of progress. Very easy to focus on the areas that you still need to improve on and not remember how far you've come. Yeah, absolutely. I would highly recommend this to anybody. Once a month, just sit down and write a note to your future self. Like it doesn't have to be long, but it's a great way to reflect. And, you know, you realize that the things that you prayed for then you're living now. And I think like there's something pretty magic about that. Wow. Yeah, I love that. That's a really beautiful concept. What would you have liked to have said to your younger self if you could write a note to your past self? Look, I would say be very honest. I would say if you have a suspicion, then you need to have a conversation. And I would say learning from my mistake, like don't go in guns blazing. Don't be emotional. Stay calm and pick your timing. Like pick a timing. Maybe you want to go to a public place so you're not going to have a yelling argument. And ask your partner, sit down with me, let's chat, like schedule it in and don't start by accusing them. Just start by saying what's on your heart. Just I'm feeling a sudden way. I feel like maybe if you're not interested, I'm feeling this, this and go from there. But I would say have that hard conversation with your partner, work on your timing and understand your worth understand who you are and understand exactly like I said you have to live with yourself 24 7 having a partner it's not a given right they're lucky to be in your life and you want to feel valued you want to feel respected and you want to do life with someone by your side who understands what your values are and I think if you have the suspicion you need to get to the bottom of that because it's a horrible way to live 
And on the flip side, what would your message be to somebody who might be either considering cheating or has cheated in the past from your point of view? What would you say to them in terms of really thinking about what they've done or what they might be considering doing? Look, if you've done it in the past, I would just hope that, you know, you've learned enough to never do it again. But if you are considering to cheat, I would firstly say, just don't do it. Just draw the line in the sand, have the hard conversation with yourself and ask yourself, do you really want to be that person who betrays their closest relationship in the world? (laughs) You know, if you are considering cheating, it means that you have a need that is not being met in your current circumstance. So ask yourself, what is that need? And before you cross that line, think about your own values as a human. You've made this commitment to someone and it's not fair now that they become collateral damage for your decisions. I would say, ask yourself, are you comfortable losing the relationship that I have over this fling? And I think I would also say, you know, it's normal for especially long-term relationships to sometimes feel stale. We all go through different seasons in relationships and you know something new and exciting might sound sexy it might sound enticing but at what cost does this come and I would say if you're not invested in your current relationship anymore then you need to do one of two things you need to try either one wholeheartedly to fix it I'm saying all in I'm saying counseling I'm saying open communication talking about what your needs are or on the other side of it you need to end it and you need to do it gracefully and you need to do it soon and then you're open to pursue other relationships when your partner is not going to be collateral damage and so my million dollar question Robbie I ask this in every episode to every topic basically I feel that we can learn something right we can take away something what has being cheated on taught you about both yourself and relationships and dating in general (laughs) I think, I mean, it's taught me a lot. It's taught me that I'm strong, I'm resilient, and I'm going to be okay with or without somebody else. And I think that is powerful. So many times, like, you know, I think as a woman, it's very easy to put our self-worth into our partner. I mean, I think that's something that a lot of us do. And I think like, if we can take back that power and understand that I'm going to be okay regardless, I think that's really powerful. It taught me to never ignore red flags again. The red flags that I talked about earlier, I will never let those little things fly because I think those little things can lead to bigger things. I think now I also know a lot more what I need in a relationship and what my standards are in a partner and, you know, what my role in the relationship is too. I'm not their mother. I'm not the police. I'm not here to question everything they do, but my standards need to be met in a relationship for it to be cohesive of both of us and I think the biggest lesson of all that I learned was kind of what I said earlier and I think it's relevant to all of our lives in some degree and that is that you have to be okay walking away without understanding the why and without knowing why this betrayal happened and that's really hard because you know as humans we're like hardwired to solve problems so not understanding that can be really painful but once you beat that and you're intentional about taking that power back I think yeah, I think things will really start to turn around. That's an amazing list of lessons there from something (laughs) so, so horrific. You've really, really taken away some great stuff from that. So that's all of my questions, Robbie. Is there anything that you'd like to add? I mean, we've covered a lot of ground. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you'd like to add on this topic? 
No, you know, I think it was a great conversation, you know, again, to anyone dealing with this, like understand that, you know, it's going to be okay and you will find healing and your peace. And I'm hopeful that you'll find your person in the future who, you know, is going to respect you and love you the way that you deserve to be loved and the way that you love. But before you can do that and rush into something else, make sure that you love yourself as well. Like make sure you're taking that intentional time to like learn about yourself and to travel and experience things because loving ourselves is just as important as loving somebody else. Lovely. I mean, that is like an audio hug in itself. You've really done us (laughs) proud, Robbie. (laughs) And thank you so much for sharing your story. If people have, which I'm sure they have got so much out of today's episode and want to find out more about you and all of the wonderful things that you do online, where can we find you? Yeah, so you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok. My handles are Robbie Jan. I post lifestyle and fashion content and would love to connect with you guys. Feel free to DM me. Yeah, if you ever want to chat. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for your honesty and just all of the beautiful lessons that you've shared with us today, Robbie. You've definitely taken betrayal and made it into something really beautiful and strong and powerful. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Fran, for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. As Robbie spoke, it struck me that when we're desperately searching for our other half, or we've just been through a devastating breakup, it can be so easy to disregard how important we are ourselves. I appreciated Robbie's kind reminder not to put all your focus on the object of your affection at the expense of yourself. It may be a concept we're all familiar with, but in my experience, it's also one that's far harder to put into practice than it is to preach. As always, I want to hear from you. What have you learnt about yourself following a bad breakup? And what would you want your future self to remember about what's going on in your life right now? Leave me a comment and let me know. For now, though, you've been listening to Into You with me, Fern Lullum. Special thanks to my insightful guest, Robbie Jan, whose links will, of course, be in the show notes. Also to Joshua Holland for technical support and to the manager of AMI, Andy Frank. Leave me your feedback at feedback.ami.ca. And if you liked what you heard, make sure to search for Into You on your favourite or indeed any podcast distributing platform and subscribe for more episodes coming your way on the first Thursday of every month. Hey, do your future self a favour because maybe a podcast like this is just what your past self needed. <laughs>